Hello, world, and welcome to the episode 32 of Fuel Talk. Uh, I'm going to do a quick intro uh, before we get started here today. You know, some people have been um, coming up to me uh, on the street and sending me emails as well as to how is Fuelix are tied with Fuel Talk and what is Fuel Talk and how did it start and why. Um, so I'm going to share a little story uh, brief, briefly before we begin. Um, and I'm going to start actually with a little bit of Fuelixer's DNA, uh, give you a little bit of background of Fuelixer. So Fuelixer really focuses on the fundamentals of health and wellness by learning really from our customers' historical performance data. And we adapt our sports nutrition recommendations to optimize their performance to the fullest. Now that might sound like a big uh, chunk to take at one time, but you know, the idea for Fuelixer came about from our passion for cycling. So for us, it's really not that much to really um, understand. Uh, and, and just to give you a little bit of insight into our company, our culture at Fuelixer has definitely been something influenced um, by, by cycling itself um, and what we've learned to be a very complex activity. Um, and we know that to be successful in cycling really requires physical and mental endurance. And we strive to create an environment where these personal characteristics can flourish. Um, if you know Fuelixer, if you know us, we are based here in Las Vegas, Nevada, in the U.S. Um, and we do a lot of community events. We engage a lot um, with cyclists and runners and triathletes in town and other businesses as well. Um, so people... When they meet us face to face, they, they really know um, a little bit more about us, you know, our true, our true selves. Um, I'm going to share a little bit about also about the problem that, that we've seen and that we've observed, not only in our personal lives, uh, but also in, you know, the nutrition space as well. Um, really, we feel like athletes are forced to experience a loss of time, money and performance when they're searching proper sports nutrition and people do have different stories on how they start uh, to search for sports nutrition some people you know don't even consider it at some point they they kind of dive into it but sports nutrition is not simple and the science behind it is complex and there the lack of expertise combined with a staggering number of products on the market really makes it for a suboptimal experience and We've, we've seen and we, we've done the research and today retailers are really not pairing sports nutrition products to consumer and customer nutrition restrictions, taste preferences, and historical performance data. So our solution is powered by humans and algorithms. And Felix just strives to solve these problems by making buying and practicing sports nutrition a personalized experience. We retail high-quality sports nutrition products from vetted brands and curate each subscription box using various data points from individual athletes. So how does this all really work? Our subscribers create their profiles by connecting their performance activity data coming from either Strava or RunKeeper. They connect that to the platform and they complete a short survey. We collect data from the types of workouts they do, intensity levels, and get insights into their weekly training volume. We combine this data with their nutrition requirements and preferences gathered from the Fuelixer survey. And our proprietary algorithm processes all of this and recommends the best box for the athlete. And then he creates a selection of products that fit each individual's nutrition requirements and preferences. And to kind of bring it all into um, a big panoramic vision. Uh, you know, we see beyond selling just sports nutrition. Um, leveraging our subscribers' performance data enables us to make our subscribers' data actionable. And that's a very key word. Um, we provide nutritional information and, and education that they can actually act on. Uh, Felixer will continually integrate more data points and variables to deliver our members varying amounts and types of nutrition as well as practical guidelines based on their needs um, at different points in time. You know, the best athletes in the world have a strong team of sports scientists and nutritionists behind them. So, you know, we know that that's a significant contribution to their success. 
for our subscribers, we are that team. So how does Field Talk get into all of this? Well, if you go to www.fuelixer.com, the first statement you see are the words in big, bold, white letters, we deliver power. So no, we're not an energy resource company. We're not an electricity company. Um, We're not implying that our products will give you superhuman powers either. Um, We deliver power in three forms. First, if you want to purchase sports nutrition from us, we start the process by redefining your approach to buying and consuming sports nutrition by unlocking your performance data. Second, we provide blogs, white papers, and fuel guides based on research scientific studies. And third, we love meeting and shining light on individuals who are paving their own path in life by facing athletic challenges and day-to-day experiences. Life is not about making it to the podium every time you go out for a race. You know, life is about the units of failures and successes we experience every day. And I'm not any way short of that. I experience that all the time. So I personally long for the discovery of gold that is hidden in the stories shared by pro athletes, trainers, nutritionists, weekend warriors, and entrepreneurs. And this is Fuel Talk. On today's episode, we have an amazing, an amazing person. Um, I'm super stoked and amped to introduce him. Uh, his name is Chris Geesting. Um, Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, Pablo. Glad to be on. Thanks for inviting me and just excited to be here. Yeah, thank you for uh, making it through that intro there. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> no, good. Good stuff. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, so, you know, usually I, I do an intro, um, you know, for everyone to, of, of our audience to, to listen in and, and get to know you. Um, you know, for the first time, you get to brag about yourself, man. Okay, so <laughs> why, why don't you give us a quick timeline, maybe of the past five years, um, uh, you know, a quick little profile on you. Oh, man, well, briefly, yeah, I guess I was... Um, mainly uh, a track runner and I, I started off my career at Notre Dame where I went to school and ran collegiate there for four years had some success early on uh, my freshman year was part of a national championship relay and just kind of went from there was at every indoor and outdoor national championship I could have been to um, you know multiple time All-American and the individual in the relay, um, 400 and 4 by 4 um, run at you know, multiple U.S. championships, and just recently the 2016 Olympic trials, where, you know, unfortunately came up short. Um, you know, I ended up finishing 11th place at the trials. Top six would have made a spot on the team for my event. So, wow. just missed, and... Uh, you know, it's kind of tough to take, but you, you know, you rebuild from there. So, you know, I've, I've got four more years to, to build on that experience and, and learn from it and, you know, hopefully make things different the next time around. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I know, listen, no, no one likes bragging about themselves. No one likes talking about themselves. <laughs> and I, I can hear it in your voice. Um, you're being modest. I mean, you're, you're an animal out there on the track. Um, I saw a video of you on YouTube actually. And, um, you're just a beast, you know, um, I saw you and in, in, in your team win, the, that rally championship. Um, and, and that, that was amazing. You know, you were able to raise, uh, raise the flag. Um, you got Notre Dame on the chest. You're a Notre Dame graduate, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and that's awesome. Okay. So usually, and, and this is not, not, not going to be the first or the last. So do you mind, uh, starting off with a Going back, and you know, as far as you can remember, um, I mean, were you running in, in in your in the womb? Like, has running always been a part of your life? Yeah, I guess you know, people always say you you, you learn to walk before you can run. I think it was probably the other way around for me. Um, just been something just naturally gifted at. You know, I come from small town Indiana where there's basketball hoops on 
on the other side of the garage or the barn door. Yeah. And I played that mainly growing up, but I was always the fastest kid on the court. And, you know, I kind of just took that. And when it got into middle school, you know, went out to the track team and started running a little bit there, set the records. I mean, they weren't by any means fast or incredible, but, um, you know, for my town and my school, you know, I was always one of the better runners. And um, I transitioned just to every phase that I was going through. Uh, and even through high school, um, there was, you know, one, one time where I, you know, kind of wanted to give up track as a whole. I was, you know, getting frustrated, but um, I think it was at the state meet my junior year of high school, I ended up placing third in the 400. You know, I thought, you know, I was going to come in, I was, you know, seated, um, I think, number two with a chance to win, and you know, I was really upset that I didn't get it done. Um, I actually, you know, fell across the line, was totally exhausted, gave it everything I had, still couldn't win, and, um, and that was tough. It was tough to take for, you know, just an athlete that wants to succeed and be successful. Oh, no way. What year? What year were you in? What year was this? Uh, this was back in two thousand and ten. You said you're in high school, right? Yeah, yeah, I was in high school, so I think it was two thousand ten, maybe. Yeah, I think two thousand ten year. Um, I think there's probably a, some footage of the race uh, somewhere on YouTube if you, know, you want to look up the IHSAA speed track meet from that year. But you know, I go down from exhaustion and I. I don't win, and I quoted, my coach still brings it up to this day. She, she tells me all the time how I said to her after that race, I don't ever want to do this again. And I said, I'm never going to run this again. And, you know, she was just trying to be, you know, comforting and, and supportive at that time, but, I mean, she knew she was going to get me back to running. And um, slowly but surely, I, you know, came back the next year with a vengeance and ended up, you know, winning the state meet my senior year. I was super thankful to have that. You know, oh man, what a bounce back! To, to come back. Yeah, yeah. And it was, yeah. I mean, it was. So, I don't know, probably the most nervous race of my life. You think <laughs> coming back from from the year where you lose and you want to quit, and then you come back and you've got a chance to win, but you're super nervous. You know, you're not going to get it done. So, yeah. Um, the most nervous I've been. So, yeah, so was that so like at that moment that was like the most important race you've ever done, right? You were ever in Yeah. Okay. So so you know, you're you're running in the in the room, um, you know, you're running to go get breakfast, you're running for lunch, you're running for dinner, you're running to go get the mail, you're running to the bus, you're running everywhere, right? You're running in your dreams. And you know, you've been training, um, you played some some b ball, some basketball, um, you know, I'm sure your parents and, and, you know, your, your support group was, was around. Um, and at, at some point you started getting into track. So you started training. Um, and then this event comes up, which is the most important event of all time for you. Um, biggest day of your life. Um, you start the event. Um, how are you feeling during that, right? That like the, like the beginning of it. I mean, like, uh, like, I, what was what was going on through your head, like, in the beginning? Did you, did you start off like being like, "I'm going to crush this"? I mean, how? What was the start like? Yeah. So, for me, I mean, just going into the race, I don't think I talked to anybody that day. Uh, you know, I had my whole family come up to the race, a lot of friends, um, just a, a total huge crew of people, and I don't think I talked to a single one of them before the race. And I think they all knew they, that I didn't want to talk to them. Uh, just kind of, you know, leave me alone, but when the race finally started, it was the only time I was probably calm, um, which is, I guess, weird to think about, but, you know, as soon as you're in set position and then the gun goes off, immediately, all the nerves just go away. Everything is gone, which is so much nicer. I, I just want to get the race started, and from there, it was just just running like I know how to do it. Like like you said, I mean, I've been running all, all my life leading up to that point, and you just do what you know how to do. You don't have to change anything. You don't have to be somebody else that day. You just do it. Like you always have been. And, right. And, you, just, you know, fortunately, it worked out. I mean, it was just a great race, and I was 
happy to come away with it. Yeah. So in in the race in the race that um, that you went down, right? Um, uh-huh. Right right after it, you were like, you know, this this is horrible, and you just wanted to completely just never compete again, basically, right? Um, had, yeah. what, so that's, that's a huge mental aspect that, um, is kind of a hot topic nowadays, especially with, um, you know, the Red Bull athletes and DARPA running a lot of projects, um, with upgraded MRIs, um, and looking into the brain, uh, and how it's performing during activity, you know, in the past, you know, you couldn't take an MRI machine with someone who was jumping out of a plane, you know, and see how their brain was, uh, th- their brain activity. And why am I talking about this? Cause like, this is a lot of like psychological, you, you know, I mean, what happened to you, you going down, getting crushed, um, and not wanting to do the thing that you love the most again is, is a big psychological impact. Now, most people who don't get back on the horse and don't go into another competition, um, will just, you, I mean, do you think, um, you know, you would have probably just not competed again. You know, I, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like people replicate, um, huge impactful events like that. On the other hand, you jump back and, you know, you pulled up the middle finger to it. Um, you dug deep and, and then you, you know, you crushed it after that. Do you think, um, it was a big, turning point for you in terms of like a mental uh training that that whole like event absolutely no seriously i think that is a huge part of sport for a lot of people that don't even realize um and half the battle is the mental anguish of getting out there competing if you don't do your best you still got to come back another time and try it again um and that was a huge step not only in my confidence and my mental capacity to tell myself I can get it done. And that, that same situation came up, you know, just this, this last year with me. I, I had um, qualified for the World Indoor uh, Championships on the 4 by 4 And I was running, you know, for Team USA. I'm representing, you know, the greatest country on Earth for this 4 by 4 relay and we're expected to win. We are, you know, the number one favorites going into the race and I'm running against some of these best, you know, these really, really good countries. I'm nervous. My first time being in the USA uniform, my first time being in a world stage and I actually went and, and talked to a sports psychologist. Uh, right. Just right, you know, minutes before the race. You know, somebody that I could go and talk to. And, oh, no way. You had them, like, right there, right before? It's dope. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they were there for everybody. They were there for the meet. They were there for the athletes. And, you know, we're about to go get warmed up and go, you know, get ready for this race. And, and I'm just nervous, just sitting there, you know, wanting to go sit in the corner and not even do anything. And she had to come over and, and call me down and, and then take me back to a race where I remember dominating. Um, you know, that's the word she goes, what's one of the races that you can just sit there and know you dominated? And, you know, I go back to that high school race. I go back to the one where I got back from the year before, came out and, and won. And she goes, think about that when you're out there. You know, make sure you, you eliminate all of those bad races. You eliminate that one that makes you want to quit. You, you know, you, you don't even think about it today. And, you know, that's the kind of mindset you need. And, and I went out there and killed it and, you know, ran one of the, the best legs on the team. And um, <laughs> we, we were damn near a world record pace. We were, you know, two tenths off on the world record that day. So, yeah. I mean, it was it was incredible. I got the hoist, uh, you know, the USA flag behind us with the gold medal. And, you know, it was an incredible experience. And, you know, a lot of that's due to the mental capacity of being able to get into the zone I feel that man you just like put me right there in the, in that in that space in that corner where you were probably just sweating bullets you know um your mind your mind is your mind your mind is twisting and you're talking to this person and she's supposed to give you advice and she's like totally guiding you i mean that's that's amazing man thanks for sharing that um 
Okay, you know, so we're in, uh, I guess, your high school phase of life. Let's get into a little bit into college. How did you transition into going to a university like Notre Dame? I mean, not everyone goes to Notre Dame. You know, a lot of us um, Americans have seen um, that amazing movie. Um, (laughs) uh, Oh, my gosh, what was the name of it? Um, Rudy? Of course, Rudy, man. How could I forget that? It's a classic movie, classic movie. Good old Rudy, man. That hey, if you're ever down, just put on Rudy. You know. <laughs> um, I had some friends oh, that man. went to Notre Dame too. So tell me, how, how did you? Is that something you always wanted to do? Is um, to uh, to do you know to go to the university or or you know how did that work out? Yeah. So uh, you know, obviously, I watched Rudy as a kid, and you know, it just. <laughs> Just the lore of the, of the school, just the tradition, and uh, you know, it's just, it's one of those things. And you know, I'm from Indiana, and it's uh, an Indiana school, so um, just kind of seemed like the right place to be. Um, not only with athletics and academics, you, you have both sides of it. Really, there's, there's no other school in the country that's going to give you the best of both. So you know, that's kind of what I went for, and. I was really happy I did because I remember kind of just lucked out with with being able to get probably one of the best quarter mile coaches in the country, and I didn't even know it. I was, you know, just this high school kid, and all of a sudden this this coach wants me to run for him, and and I have no idea who he is. It's literally his first year at Notre Dame. He had come from Southern Illinois. And I don't know who he is. He just started at Notre Dame. And I just believed in what he was telling me. I believed in him. I believed, you know, he could make me better. And sure enough, he has been probably the biggest aspect to my success in college was this coach, Alan Turner, ended up turning me into this scrappy, skinny high school kid that, you know, had won a state meet, but so did everybody else at school. You know, so did everybody else at Notre Dame. Everyone else is a state champion. So he was the one that set me apart in, in college and huh. just kind of prepared me for that whole four years in school. He was the one that transitioned me the best. Wow. He's like uh, the, the, the shaman of the running world. <laughs> <laughs> I seriously didn't even know it. I, I had no idea what his background was as a coach. And, and Little did I know, he ends up being you know the best thing for me. Wow! So, like, what um, can you tell us a little bit about your relationship with him? I mean, was it a personal one, or was it just um, is he like a drill sergeant? You know, like how was that? No, he's he's very very good with anything that I needed to get better. He was there for. If I was having you know a tough time handling school, social life, anything, you know, he was there to listen and. You know, thankfully, all that went pretty smoothly for me in school. I didn't have to have the hugest adjustment, but, you know, mainly he was there just to to push me, to push me beyond what I thought I could do, and and that's where we kind of developed the relationship together was he fine-tuned, you know, my threshold. He was the one that could, you know, push me to my limit, but no, not to push me too far. So it was just... It was great to have that, you know, somebody that's, you know, knows exactly what you need to be working on, and and we can do it together. That's lucky. I feel like I'm just lucky. I almost like I didn't even do too much of the work. He did it all for me. Oh wow, man, that sounds like uh like the the coach to have, huh? Yeah. So yeah. plug for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um. What What were some other of of your you know, I guess uh, support group and 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 guidance and mentors and uh, at, uni- at your university. Yeah, so we we had you know, a lot of support staff there for you. I mean, they got you know everything from you know just the generic training staff, labor staff, nutritionist, um, anything that you really need, they had it. And you know that was that was great. That's something I just didn't have to worry about. Um, and and that helped too. But you know, I had. I had an older brother who ran a college too, so he's um, you know three years older than me, and he went through college running, um, you know, right ahead of what I was doing. So, no way. luckily, 
see how he did it. And he just basically told me, you know, what to expect, what to do uh, for races and what kind of the training is to be like. So, you know, again, you know, somebody else was there to help me, you know, get through it. And, um, you know, that's a, a huge part of it, too, was, you know, he was able to, to help me at needs, help me, you know, focus, help me you know, think about training and schoolwork and doing all this. And, you know, again, it's just, I feel like I'm just fortunate to be able to have that support group, you know, it's just um, really worked out. Nice. So did you owe it while you were in college? Was the goal um, to get into the Olympic arena or was that something you started coming into, uh, you know, realizing that it could be an opportunity, you know, that it was realistic or is it something you always wanted to do? No, honestly, um, I mean, to be frank, I I really didn't think I was going to be an an Olympian. Um, uh, Just not something I thought of when I entered college, not something I thought of when I was picking a college. um, But it just kind of turned out that I had the potential. I I just progressed and progressed and progressed and and never looked back. You know, it's just kind of... I can't remember the tipping point, you know, maybe it was my junior year of college, I ended up running a huge PR in um, 45-53 in the 400, and, you know, I think, uh, I don't remember what it was, it was in Virginia, and it was just some random, random meet, it wasn't a NCAA championship, it wasn't a conference championship, it was just out there on my own, and I just unloaded this great race and time. And, what year, what year was um, it? So this was 2014, 2014, so a couple years ago. Um, yeah, the, the Virginia Challenge? Yeah. Yeah, you ran, you ran yeah. the 400. I'm looking at your stats. You ran the 400. Oh. Yeah, that was on, on May 9th. Uh, oh, that's the day after my birthday. Uh, May 9th, uh, 400, and you ran a 45.53. Damn. How'd you remember that, man? That's, wow, you know your numbers. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that's just like, so that, those kind of moments where you, you just feel like you realize that you have the potential, I, I could forget about it. And so, you know, naturally, we went out and I got a couple beers after to celebrate. So it was just a great moment all together. I bet. What a way to celebrate, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I was looking at, I was, you know, I was doing a little a little research, you know. I gotta do a little research. I can't just like read Wikipedia, you know. Um, so I found, you know, I found this site uh, where it has um, your numbers on here. And and what's insane is like you're always like around the same spot, you know. Um, but but you know, for me, it's the same because like forty six point ten, it looks the same to me like forty six point two seven. You know. What I mean? <laughs> But that's yeah. like, but that's like a big difference, of course, you know. Um, so, have you always um, been into data, looking at your performance, your performance data? Not, not as much then as I am now. To be honest, I think that's something I just never really got into when I was. You know, growing up, going through you know, high school and college stage, I never was the guy that was interested in, you know, learning about the tech side of training. And that's, I think, one of the reasons why now I'm still untapped and getting better even now. I think that is one of the things that you can utilize to separate yourself from everyone else. And like you said, I would basically have been running the same times for the last couple of years. I mean, it's just kind of sometimes how it happens. I run almost every race within, you know, a half second of whatever my best is. So it's always the same. It's always, you know, frustrating, but um, that's kind of what happens. And so, you know, now it's, you know, the focus is using the resources available nowadays. I mean, it's 2016 and we've got all of this technology to improve athletes and it's 
thing. It's, it's one of the best things that you can do. It's, it's right there. You might as well use it. And so now it's, it's integral to, to what I'm doing now. It's my, my training. I, I don't think I can leave the house without having like a GPS watch on or you know the heart rate monitor on or something that's going to be tracking what's going on. So um, I'm almost addicted at this point. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, it's a it's a good addiction, you know. Um, you, you taking a look at, at your heart rate and your heart rate variability is not a bad thing, you know. There's a lot of worse things uh, one can be addicted to. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I mean, data, yeah, it's 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 everywhere. You know, it's a matter of capturing it, and then it's a matter of understanding the story that it's telling you. Um, so. Do you have someone that reads this story of data, reads your story of data? Um, you know, do you have like a data analytics person on, on your team? Do you have someone looking at that? Um, or, or is it just you, you know, pulling up numbers and comparing it to, you know, historical data? Um, and, and the reason why I ask is because, you know, at this level of competition, um, you know, those, those decimals and those fractions of seconds are everything. Um, so within those, those margins, very, very tight margins, um, there's, I'm assuming different things that impact, you know, why it goes up and down, um, or your time is slower or faster in this case. Um, so yeah, do you do you have someone that kind of you know takes a peek at your data? Yeah, for me right now, I just pretty much self-diagnose what's going on. Um, I kind of analyze you know each workout, and I try to look at um, you know where's the heart rate spiking on each rep, and I can you know luckily look back and it, it tracks all of it. I can look at you know week to week how I'm doing compared to the workout that I did the week before. And it's, it's good information to know on days where, you know, you don't feel so good and you're, you know, the legs just are tired or you just don't feel like you have it. You can look back at the data and see even back to how much sleep you got. You know, you can look the night before, okay, this is how much sleep I got. And even in that, you can look at how good your sleep was that night. So you might think that you went to bed for eight hours, but it says you have five and a half hours of good sleep. The rest of it, you were restless and you were, you know, up or rolling around or something. And, um, you know, that's, those are the things that you can look at and, and try and fix. You know, whether it's, you know, shutting the blinds or getting darker blinds to darken the room at night or, you know, lowering the temperature. Just, there's little things that you can do to try and increase, you know, the chances of you performing well in practice and uh, using the technology and seeing what I need to change has, has been the biggest help. And, and mostly, you know, I'm doing it on my own and I'm not a tech whiz. Uh, you can ask my friends about it. I, you know, I don't really do well with computers. I don't really do well with a lot of technology, but it's so easy to use now that, you know, even I can do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, what, what are some of the, the analog... Uh, feelings that you're talking about um, can you describe you know that when when you say that oh when I wake up and I'm not feeling good like wh- like what tells you this I mean can you describe some of those feelings and those symptoms yeah I mean a lot of it is just how easy it is to get to get going um, like a lot of days you know, right when you wake up, you can just tell. You can, whether you're, you're groggy and you hear the alarm and then you just snooze or something or you, you lay there for, you know, 10 minutes and you don't get up. I mean, those are the days that, that it's harder when you're just stuck there. Um, and then it's just tougher to get the workout going or it's tougher to get the legs going. And then the days where you wake up and you're fresh and you can pop right up, um, no problem, get going. You know, those are the days where, you know, you feel a little bit better, a little pop in your step, you're at practice, and it's easy to get, you know, the legs moving under you. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I mean, you're, you're describing what is, you're describing what millions of people feel, you know, and all, all the time. 
Now, specifically people who are um, athlete performers, um, even just weekend warriors, you know, they, they take notice of this. I do. I mean, I'm just a guy who gets on the bike and, you know, at max I'll ride maybe, I don't know, 20 hours a week. That's like, you know, a very short amount of uh, um, amount of time throughout the year I'll do that like maybe just like a month or two you know I'll, I'll ride like that the rest of the months I'm like somewhere in between 10 and 15 uh, this month I'm like way below 10 hours you know a week but I noticed that you know I, I noticed that I'll wake up and my reaction to the alarm can either be oh alarm you know thank you for waking me up or alarm I hate you you know <laughs> so it's like it's 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 my yeah, it's like it's like my reaction to, you know, to the to my own physical state, you know. Um it could be my physical state or it could be my mental state, you know. My I mean, I did a core workout the other day. Um and I woke up this morning and I felt like I was do like I just did 50 crunches in my sleep, you know. Um right before I woke up. I mean, it, it was still in pain. <laughs> so, you know, you, you have those days, but someone like you just needs to bypass that, you know, get over that challenge, um, and go on with your day, you know, cause, cause you know, cause you know, someone's waking up with a good mood, right? Your competition's with, you know, someone's waking up amazing, you know, <laughs> with a big smile on their face, <laughs> you know, and you, you just don't want to be that guy. So you just continue going. Um, which kind of brings me to my next question, actually, you know, do you ever, um, just take a big long time recovery, you know, you just step away from running, you know, and training and just, um, relax. Absolutely. I think, I think that's a huge key of it is you, you need to work hard when you need to work hard and you need to rest hard when you need to rest. So, um, I'm not opposed to the, to the recovery side of things. It's equally as important. And, you know, when the season finishes up and, you know, you finish the Olympic trials, you don't make the team, and then you, you take some time, you know. You, you may be popping a race or two to end the season, and then, you know, you just go down the, you don't do much of anything. You're taking, like, you know, two easy runs a week or something, just so you sit active and, um, you know, just sitting around on your butt all day. So, yeah, I definitely firm believer in recovery. And even then, you know, I like to let loose a little bit too because you, you have so much stress just put on from, you know, trying to perform at your best and, you know, just have all that weighing on you. Um, it's good to just get out, horse around, and, um, you know, pretty much not have to think and worry about practice the next day or, you know, getting the right amount of sleep. You know, just pretty much throw all that training out the window for just a little bit and, Yeah, yeah. So is this, are you on off season right now or are you like fully engaged? Right now it's, it's, it's coming up the swing here in the thing. So, you know, I had a, you know, about a month or two here of, of pretty good training, you know, getting there. Uh, but now we're, we're in the full swing here going into December and January and then pretty much start doing some indoor racing come. February, so uh, I think I got another less than two months here to kind of get into some kind of shape, I guess, and uh, see how the season starts. Nice, nice. So I have to ask, I mean, what is your take and what is your feeling on this following, you know, statement, or I guess observation, um, and, and this, is, this is a little bit it's not totally off the subject, but I don't know. I guess I'll just lay it out there. Um, I go on Instagram, you know, we have a few company accounts, personal accounts. So always like following people, unfollowing people mostly, um, <laughs> you know, but listen, I look at some of, of people's, um, I guess, branding and you have runners, you know, I'm specifically going to talk about runners. Um, or I guess that space, the running world. Um, and, and you'll have, you'll have individuals who have an amazing brand, you know, brand profile 
um, have sponsors, you know, uh, they have websites and, you know, they're like a Lululemon ambassador or something. I'm not taking anything away from that. That's awesome. That's cool. That's great. Um, but you know, they probably run as much as I do, you know? Um, and they're just like branding themselves yet. You have all these, and, and I've, and I've been looking at it, man, you know, the, the people who are like, you know, the superhumans like yourself, um, and, and, you know, laying it down day in and day out, um, you know, have, have a completely different like following, you know, I, I would have assumed that the guy, you know, waving the American flag on a podium, um, you know, would be killing it out there in terms of, um, being, you know, having awareness, like people, you know, having some sort of like light shine on them, you know? Um, I don't know where, where do you, where do you see yourself or could you share, I guess, what it's like to be, um, an Olympic athlete. And I guess I'll tie in, you know, some, some, some other observations like the Olympics in Brazil, where, you know, there's, there's a lot of talk, um, and mentioning about the understated Olympic athletes, you know, that, that are not sponsored or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What's yeah, your take no, on this? I think that's a, that's a huge topic. I mean, <laughs> my Instagram game is not strong. It's, it's a struggle. It's, uh, it's tough to, to get a following, man. I mean, honestly, just straight out, I, I'm, I'm almost too busy and working on focus and, you know, those blue women brand ambassadors, they've got nothing else to do but take pictures of themselves. So, I mean, um, it's just, it's different. It's, it's tougher. It's, you know, I, I try and, and try and touch base with, you know, what I'm training, how things are going, you know, keep it, you know, the personal to how I am. It's just, like, you know, what I'm doing on a given day. And, um, you know, it's just tough to keep up with that while you're training full time. Um, and it's, it's tough. It's tough to get, you know, the ball rolling and get the recognition. Like you said, it's, there's, there's tons of Olympic athletes out there that, you know, are the best in the world at what they do, and hardly anybody knows about them. Um, and it's just, it's just one of those things that you, you got to be proactive about it. I, I'm not as great as I should be about it. It's um, like I said, technology is hard for me, and you know, being savvy on, you know. The filters and, and what looks good and what doesn't is um, not something I'm savvy to, but um, I'm trying. I'm trying. I mean, if anyone, if anyone wants to, check it out and give me a follow. It's worth it. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. And you know what? Like, you know, because, I mean, that's how we connect. The, the funny thing is that we connected on Instagram, right? Yep. Like, how did you even, how did you find Felixer? Yeah, so, um, gosh, I, either, either I was just, um, looking online, I think I, I think I was, you know, looking for something like, like what you guys are doing, what you guys are putting together for athletes in mind, I think I was looking for something specifically to help, um, and that's just one of the things I do is I like to follow on Instagram, I like to see what you guys are, you know, putting out there on social media, what you guys, you know, kind of stand for um, and represent and and kind of get to know. Like, honestly, I, that, that's how I think you can get to know people or, or companies and brands. And, uh, you know, I was doing a little research about you guys. They're like, oh, yeah, let me, you know, follow them. Let me, you know, see what they're about for these next, you know, couple of weeks or months or however long it is. And, um yeah, sure enough, that's how we made a, a connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, I bring this up because, you know, there's like, we, we're true. I mean, we're real about what we do. You know, we're not just trying to like stuff down, stuff nutrition down people's throat and just, you know, just sell, sell, sell. Like, it's not about that. Like, we want real people with real passions in their sport. And we want to help them enjoy that, you know, and we feel one of those channels is through nutrition. Um, and you know, we just, we, we brought you on, uh, I guess I'm announcing this now, you know, we brought you on to our Felixer, um, athlete program and it's people like you who are athletes, you know, and, and not only are you extremely passionate about what you do, I mean, you're, you're a natural at, at, at your, 
you know, at your sport, but you're also extremely dedicated and you bust your ass doing what you do, man. Right. No, I mean, you're, you're not, you're not out there for like the Instagram photo and I respect the hell out of that. I respect the hell out of that, you know, and I want to amplify who you are and, 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 and what you mean. And not, not only as an individual, but come on, you're representing a country, you know, you want to represent a country and I don't care whether it's the U S or France or whatever, uh, Peru, you know, it, by the way, if you want a proven passport, I'll try to get you one so you can um, get us to the Olympics. <laughs> Because <laughs> I might call you about that come yeah. 2020. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, man. You know, you you got you got our full support, and and we'll we'll definitely get you out there um, as much as we can. And for anyone who's listening, you know, Chris and and I'm sure you have a lot of friends, man, a lot of peers, and that are in the same boat. You know. Um, and it's not to not to put any anyone else, you know, to shame. I mean, that's cool. You got a hundred thousand followers, and you like posting pictures of yourself every five minutes. That's that's great. You know, um, you deserve it too. You you work really hard for it. But all I'm saying is, hey, take a look at um, these guys who are running day in and day out. Um, you know, sweating the jersey, sweating the flag, and uh, showing some respect. You know, because they're they're warriors, and 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 I really appreciate that, man. Um, so let's let's move on a little Thank bit. You. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on to a little bit. I want to get into. Um, I'm I'm a I'm a ritual, you know, type of guy, type of person. Um, do you have any race rituals? Any pre-race rituals? Yeah, yeah, I do actually. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've been through you know quite a few actually. You know, through my time racing, I think you know I've done the cliche don't wash your uniform for the whole season kind of thing before done that that didn't go over well with the ladies um <laughs> I think uh, the smell is a rotten uniform and um oh you know, really no they, they, the year after. it didn't it didn't go well with them <laughs> <laughs> no surprisingly they kept walking away when I went approached it was oh, you was gonna um, find the right girl you know <laughs> <laughs> no I it just, I kind of changed things up um uh, I think one of the things that's kind of stuck with me, and you know, I've just recently realized that I do it, um, is I play Minesweeper. Um, it's the, the, little, the, the ageless game where you, you, know, you flag the bombs and you try to get around and, and clear the whole stage. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. And I, I don't know, for some reason, I downloaded it on that random you know, flight I had to take somewhere and just started playing. And... and um, I do that before every big race that I have. Um, it's just something to relax and take almost all of my attention off what I have to do, off of the race, off of you know anything else. It's just something to get my mind off it, and um, it's, it's it's a ritual now. Honestly, I I just open it up, pop it up before the race, and. I'm just playing along, playing along, and then like, oh, it's time to warm up, and I just go warm up now. So, uh, <laughs> Do, uh, I don't know if anyone else plays right Twitter. Yeah, anymore, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do, do you get so? Do you get upset if you're like winning or losing, and then that does that transfer over to your mood? Yes. Oh, sometimes I don't warm up until I get a win. Like I have to win before I can go. Otherwise, I feel like I'm not going to race well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have a similar one. I have a similar one like that. So, like, you know, if I'm not, if I'm not, uh, if I don't get the result I want, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to win. I'm not going to score today. You know, like that. That's what I did. What I used to do when I played soccer. Um, but anyways, yeah, man, that's cool. Um, okay, are you are you following any? Um, you know, we've been talking a little about data and, and tech. Are you? Do you follow any running? Um, tech trends like you know these these uh power meters in the shoes um you know i don't know any type of new materials that your jerseys are made of or your shorts you know do you have like motors yeah, yeah. Do, do you have shoes with motors or like skis or something <laughs> what's going on but, um they wouldn't sell to me so and then i got like i don't know Probably just like the wearables is what I'm into now. You know, it's like uh, like the wristwatches that you know track everything. Uh, 
you know, heart rate stuff when I'm running to track everything, you know, it's like, I, I follow, I follow along with, you know, there's clothing lines that come out that have, you know, monitors in the threads, you know, they've got a shirt, a workout shirt you can wear that has all of the threading made up of these, you know, microscopic, whatever it is, and that's what's going to track all the information about you, you know, while you're working out, so you can just wear this t-shirt. Um, you know, stuff like that, I, I definitely follow and, and check out, but um, I've adopted anything too crazy like that, you know, just sticking to, you know, wristwatches a little bit here and there, and then, um, you know, I definitely, the simple stuff, trying to get, you know, aerodynamic, you know, half tights or something, um, you know, frictionless half tights, something that's going to be a little bit easier um, while I'm running, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely looking for something now, you know, waiting for the next, you know, kind of big thing that kind of takes over running, but yeah, a lot of it's watches right now okay what's your because you know i i um, i'd love for you to connect with uh, a friend of mine from unlv university of uh, las vegas and his name is john mercer he's the um, associate dean um he leads the biomechanics uh, department uh, physiology department out over there and he's he's actually working on a product that's like has a meter in the shoes um i think that's what it is uh, but yeah, definitely have to connect you guys. You know, if you're ever in Vegas, you can get into his lab and he'll run a ton of tests on you. He's an awesome dude. You'll love him. Um, I'll awesome. definitely, definitely oh, connect you guys. I mean, if I'm ever in Vegas, um, I'm, I'm hopeful that I'm still coherent to, to talk to you guys and meet with you over there. But yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we'll 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 make sure we'll make sure we do it as soon as you land um, from the airplane. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so let's get into a little bit of um, into the future, man. You know, let's get into the future. What are your what are your goals? What's uh, what's coming up for you? Yeah, so a big um, big transition here in my in my running career. I, uh, you know, there's whispers here and there, and you know, I've kind of posted a little bit about it on Instagram, but you know. Probably a couple hundred people saw that kind of thing, and uh, I, I decided to transition from the 400 training, um, and I'm going to focus on the 800. Um, oh, really? So, you know, yeah. I recently made this this move. Um, joined Hoka, New Jersey, New York Track Club. Nice. And they they are, you know, a fantastic group. Fantastic, um, sponsored by Hoga, um, great coach, staff support, and they're they're gearing me up for the 800, and that's where my focus is going to be going forward. Uh, very very exciting, very different, very hard, um, but I think it's something to look forward to, something to look out for. Uh, it's going to be. Exciting come 2020 when the next Olympic year rolls around. Um, you know, you're gonna be seeing me out there fighting for it in the 800. Uh, Hell yeah, man! I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in the in the crowd with the uh, Peruvian hat going crazy. <laughs> so if you know if you don't know what That's the Peruvian yeah if you don't know what a Peruvian hat is, uh, just you know send me a, send me a message. I'll I'll show you a picture. <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, man, that's that sounds that sounds awesome. I mean, they're they're a really well known uh, program, right? The Hoka. Yeah, no, they've got um, Hoka's got you know a few training groups, uh, a lot of fantastic athletes on their roster. Um, they've got you know you know speaking back to the shoes and technology, you know they've got you know, very very unique and different tech and their shoes and the way they build them and, and the way it feels and rides and. Um, you know, they totally support the athletes. They're a great company, and um, yeah, they're helping up our club. Um, you know, our running club's got you know, one of the legendary coaches, Frank Gagliano, and he's everyone calls him Gags, and he's you know kind of put this whole thing together for everybody. So it, it kind of takes some of the pressure on you know me to to make a living. You know, it's not very profitable. The sport isn't isn't easy, but, you know, this club has kind of been able to help me, you know, pay for simple things like rent or, you know, traveling or, 
anything out of any shoes, you know, basically paying a hundred and eighty dollar pair of shoes. Uh, that racks up because I go through shoes fairly quickly. So, um, yeah, it's been great. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, so- it sounds like there are some perks, but also you know some challenges um, s- sustaining the you know the the path to an Olympic debut, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, man. I, I'll be honest, you know, people, I, I, you know, run into people and I tell them like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm doing this for the future, and like, oh yeah, eight hundred, you know, what's your time? What's your what's your best? What's your PR? And I just look at them like, uh, I don't really have a, a, a best right now. You know, I, I haven't really given it a hundred percent effort before. I've never run it competitively, and um, it's just uncharted territory. I, I could, you know, end up being the world's worst eight hundred runner here shortly, uh, or you know, hopefully it, it, it turns out and I can be one of the world's best. So, yeah. I do a lot of hard work. Um, do you, are, are you going to be getting into the, the weight room a little bit more now? Is there more strength training involved in that? There is. I think, you know, one of the, one of the things that, you know, Gags preaches, um, he's probably said this well before I was even born, and his formula is strength plus speed be successful. And those are the key aspects and we definitely hit up the weight room we definitely hit up the workouts um, sometimes we'll come back and, and we'll double and we'll do a strength day in the morning and then we'll come back with some speed later in the evening and um, you know it's just it's been a great formula so far I, I'm responding to it well it's it's exciting I, you know I definitely see the merit behind it so yeah I'm probably not going to be you know a yoked strength guy just walking out the gym but um uh, gonna get better you know gonna get stronger and it's gonna be exciting yeah 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 so what what do you uh can you give me a little insight into how do you work on speed yeah so a lot of it is especially this time of the year is is more of the strength it's more of the long distance uh building up the muscles building up the endurance building up you know everything else and then speed is going to be springtime. You want to okay. start getting fast late. So, you know, we'll work on... Right, so you, you want you to build up to the peak, right? Exactly. Okay. No, yeah, exactly. So now we're just building that strength. We're building the base. And, you know, when we get to speed, it's going to be a lot of shorter reps, um, shorter distances, but we're just going to ramp up the speed each week. We're going to, you know, hit the time faster and faster. Um, you know, get a little bit longer rest maybe here or there. Uh, it's not going to be, you know, a killer and aerobic exercise. It's going to be uh, more lactic acid based. You know, it's going to be something that's biting you in the butt kind of thing um, and build it up that way. Uh, if anyone has ever had that lactic acid build up, I know exactly what I'm talking about when oh, yeah. just, your butt locks up. <laughs> and you know, those are the kind of workouts that we're going to be trying to hit. Something that's going to you know, trigger that feeling. Oh, man. What a trigger. What a trigger. <laughs> it's uncomfortable, but... Yeah, yeah. No, but that's... Oh, man. That's where, that's where the beauty is in the sport, I feel like. You know, it's... You know, everyone's always like, oh, you know, it's, it's, about, it's about the journey. Yeah, it's about the journey. Like... You know, training. I, I don't know. I, I love training. You know, when you really get into um, a consistent training regimen, um, you know, and, and you can really like be in the now and just be in that moment, really feel that pain, accept it, acknowledge it, respect the hell out of it. You wake up the next day and yeah, you're going to feel in pain. But the next time you go out for a run or a ride or whatever you're going to be doing, I mean, you, you see the results, you know, but it's not until you really hit that wall and smack your face on it um, and then and break through that you'll find results, you know? Oh, absolutely. And I think, like you said, the, the, the journey is huge. The journey is, is what, you know, kind of culminates the, the wins and the losses. I mean, it's, 
think one of my favorite quotes is, you know, it's referring to the Olympic Games. It's not about winning medals or losing medals. or it, it, It's about being there. It's the fact that you were there. The fact that you put in the time to get there, to run the best that you could have on that day. And, and that's the beauty of sport and the Olympic Games. It's, it's the journey that got you there. And that's what's to be celebrated there. Um, and that's, you know, why I do it. It's why I train every day. It's why, you know, I go through the, the, the crappy days and the, and the, the awful feeling of practice. And, you know, that's why you do it. It's just to push yourself. What type of motivation would you give to someone who, you know, needs it? Like, you, you know, you, you know, the type of person I'm talking about in terms of someone, you know, you can identify the person who needs motivation, right? So, you know, the person who's a little bit down, um, is hating the alarm clock, um, is dogging it on their workouts. Um, you know, they, they want to do it, but I don't know. They're just the type of character that need a little kick in the ass. So what do you tell that person? single person has been there um, so they're not the only one uh, it's, it's your proactive choice and you, you've got to make it you've got to ultimately decide if you want to be the best or if you just kind of want to be the best and and that's what you, you've got to tap into you've got to ask yourself that question and and that's why I, I struggle with that man I, I wake up those days and it's just awful and you know, for me, um, personally, it's it's the fear of failure um, that motivates me. It really gets me going. I think, you know, it's not the thrill of success that motivates me. It's not the, I want to be the, you know, the, the champion of all time. It's, I don't want to lose to the other guy. <laughs> That's what motivates me. Um, you know, I, it's, I could care less if I'm, you know, breaking all these, you know, world records. It's, I just don't want to lose. Um, and, and that's that's the key driver, and that's and that's what you know. I think is is a great motivator for people. You know, especially when you're running with a group, or if you're you know practice in high school, and you've got a group of kids around you. You know, there's direct competitors right there, uh, your teammates, and you're going to push each other. Um, you stay in practice, and, and I think that is a huge key to success. Is you know making sure you're pushing other people, you're pushing your teammates, and um, you know, making it a challenge each day and, you know, just hold on to that fact that you don't want to lose. You don't want to lose to that guy. You don't want to lose to your, to your team and that, that you know you're better than men. You just got to get up and put the work in. Love it, man. I love that. So we're coming up here, man. This is, I think this is the longest one we've had and I don't want to stop. Um, but, <laughs> but, you know, we're going to close it out. Um I'm sure it's not going to be the last one. We'll definitely, definitely do a, this is definitely going to have a second episode, probably third. Um, but yeah, man, you know, I can't, I can't wait. Or I'm, first of all, I'm super humbled, you know, to, to have some insight into your, into your path, into your journey, into your story, man. Um, you know, and moving forward, I can't wait for myself and, and, and the team at Felixer to, to help you, you know, with, um, your nutrition needs, um, and, and really start crunching those, those data performance numbers, you know, um, and seeing how, how you're reacting to it, how you're reacting to the nutrition in terms of your performance and how you're feeling with different products and stuff. So, um, I can't wait to be working on that with you. I know we, we've already started, um, th- this past week and it's, I'm, I'm super stoked about it. Um, do you have before we close out? Uh, do you have any any location um, online or physically where people can contact you um, and follow you and and also join the journey? You know the Chris journey to the Olympics. Um, where can people reach you? Yeah, man. I think. Well, first, I just you know want to thank you uh, for for having me on and being part of the team. Uh, this is it's going to be incredible. I, I could just tell already and. Uh, happy to, to even share the story on, on this forum and um, I really do appreciate uh, the time and I think people can, can, can contact me anywhere um, Twitter, Instagram honestly I get 
you know, messages from from anybody from you know high school kid from uh, you know teachers or something that you know want me to talk to somebody. I, I respond to every one of them. Uh, so don't be afraid to just message me on any type of social media you can get your hands on. Um, I'll try and you know be more available on certain ones. I only really do Twitter and Instagram. I've got a Facebook page as well. Um, Yeah, perfect. We're we're gonna put all the all the links to um, the sources uh, of communication directly with you. So uh, definitely look out for those uh, at Felixer.com. Um, Chris, again, you know, thank you so much uh, for being on the show and and for being part of uh, the team of Felixer. Um, and for the audience, you know, just want to give a big shout out to everyone. Thanks for following us. Um, we've broken the mark. Uh, way beyond what we thought and you know spread the word we 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 our, our best uh source of growth is through your word of mouth um and without you guys you know we wouldn't be um here i mean we we want to share these stories want to share them with you um and only bring the best we want to bring knowledge that you can act on you know if you guys have any questions uh, or any feedback there's no need to even email us just head over straight to www.fuelixer.com and at the bottom right corner, there's going to be a little blue circle and it's going to be a little chat interface and you can just send us a message there. Kind of like you're just texting. Um, pretty simple. I'm always connected to that. So you'll be either talking directly to me or someone else on our team. Um, and that's, that's the episode 32. And just remember at Fuelixer, we deliver power. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Bubba.